Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Career Retrospectives with my good man, Kyle. Hey, guys. So glad to have you back once again on our YouTube channel, as always, my friend. And uh, tonight we're going to be discussing the My Chemical Romance. Not the new single. We'll, we'll probably talk about that in a little bit. But we're going to be talking about My Chemical Romance, the third, third album, The Black Parade. So you, I'm going to let you go first, Truther, because you are... You, I mean, I, full disclosure, I'm not, I, I like my chemical romance. I'm not like the biggest, I like them a lot, but I'm not like the, like the biggest fan of them, truthfully. But I do love this album. And this is my first listening to it all the way through. So I'm curious to see what you have to say first, though, about this. Let me just, but I, I'm ready for initial impressions, whatever, whenever, you, whenever you're ready. So, yeah. So I, this Black Braves album that uh, really got me into my chemical romance. I mean, before the Black Parade, I, you know, I knew some of the big songs from three cheers for sweet revenge. So it, not like I wasn't aware of them, but this is, Oh God, I was young. Was it middle school? <laughs> God, like sixth grader. So it was pretty much right when black parade came out. Uh, and right from there, right from hearing the singles from it, I, I was hooked, bought the album and that, uh, you know, it was all, they became one of my favorite bands pretty much instantaneously. Went back, revisited their early work from before that. And uh, they really just stuck with me ever since. Um, I'll get into specific songs when we go through them. But as a whole, uh, I love the album. It's one of uh, probably the most well-crafted albums of its time. Um, and that was a great time for music in general. The, the couple of years there we had a lot of albums that were good front to back is a cohesive album, which as we've said before, we don't really get too many of anymore. So going back and re-listening to this was, it's always a good time. It's always very nostalgic, very, very reminiscent of my angsty teenage days, which not really angsty anymore. So going back and listening is definitely different now than it was back then. But it's still a great album. I think it's still one of the all-time greats, especially of our generation. Yeah, and I and you and I have talked about this like separately, but like I mean, I, I've I, I we 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 both see each other online and stuff like we're good for and we're good friends. One, I, I to my to my understanding, I just want to say this on air, and I, I you can disclose this as, if you want, but like you once said to me that you feel that. Welcome to the title track. Welcome to the Black Parade is like our generation's Bohemian Rhapsody. I saw that on yeah. one of your things once. I mean, how, how explain that to me? I agree with you. But absolutely, it absolutely is. It's it's the closest that we have gotten in our generation to just like such a big anthemic song like that. That in that took pop culture by storm because yes, we do have other like grand like anthem songs like i mean look at uh, american idiot came out a couple of years before you have gss suburbia on there and that's massive song within the fan base and a little bit the mainstream but nothing since bohemian raps or since bohemian rhapsody or since welcome to the black parade came out would i argue took the world like that took like the scene and even the mainstream in that way Bohemian Rhapsody is still iconic to this day. You still hear it everywhere. Whenever it comes on, everyone, regardless of age, knows the word, is singing every word. Welcome to the Black Parade, very much the same. No matter where you go, you put that song on. doesn't matter if it was a former emo kid, a former popular kid, you know, someone in their 30s now, even older and even younger. As a, you know, we were talking about a little earlier off off stream we were just saying that you know this is a band that's still very much gaining new fans every day and they never stopped a lot of their fans are still discovering them at the age that i discovered them back in the day Mm. so this is a timeless song just a big like anthemic song and i would definitely classify that as our bohemian rhapsody and we'll get to that in a little bit when we get to our track listing. But um, over my overall impressions, a full disclosure, I have when I listened to this album from start to finish, I think yesterday's Monday. I did it. I did it yesterday for a little bit. Um, 
when I when I, I was out all day. But when I got home, I was like, let me just put it on, get ready for tomorrow. I listened to it the whole album again today. My thing is, it's such a cohesive, mm-hmm. all around album, and I, I, I for two thousand what six is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. For two thousand six, I mean, American Idiot came out like a year or two before, like a year before I forget. Um, and you know, you had Fall Out Boys. Um, uh, from under the Cork Trio just came out in two thousand five. So the, the, there was music was obviously going in a direction where it was very much guitar driven pop punk for a little while, which was obviously great. But this kind of like. And obviously, Panic of the Disco's, um, um, what is it called? Don't, don't, don't remind me. Um, a Fever You Can't Sweat Out. There Sorry, you go. Thank you. It took me a second there. I got it. Um, pop punk and truthfully, emo music in general took a big uh, turn to the mainstream. It was like, wow, this is like the, I mean, I was really young. I was probably like five, six, seven years old, maybe eight years old. But I remember a little bit of it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's good stuff, you know, but. I didn't really get like into it until later on in life, like until like I met you and stuff like that. Like, oh, I can go back and appreciate this more, but um, it really, you, I mean, I, I was going to say the album is very cohesive. I mean, the songs don't feel like they, so like, they don't really feel like they like, but like this is like an extra track or that's a, we'll get to that in a little bit, but like it really is a, a solid cohesive album. And I really appreciate that a band like my chemical romance, like panic of the disco, like fallout boy, like green day, whatever that they make good, good quality albums, yes. not just hit singles, which is a, a big thing. So, And that, that's one thing that I, I could say about their entire career. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even from their first album, there was always a, a theme going through it, whether or not it's a story, like it may not be a story. Right. But there's always been an overall theme, overall sound to each album that makes it work as a cohesive unit. Mm. like you you can't take for the most part you can't take a song from one of their albums and throw it on another album of theirs it just it wouldn't work mm, yeah it would sound out of place every album of theirs sounds different in a good way and has a cohesive flow to it this album i would say is probably where they perfected that yeah and you know when i was a kid i thought these guys were the coolest I thought they looked cool as hell, but you know, looking back on now, I'm like, wow, real angsty back in those days. Oh yes, oh yes. Um, so yeah, I do. You have any other, any other, like, you know, thoughts, overall impressions, whatever, or do you want to get to straight to the track listing? I guess last overall thought would just be uh, that I am pumped that they're back. Um, it. <sighs> It's been a long time <laughs> and I could not picture a better time to discuss this album, especially with their performance in the UK tonight. That's right. So all of our UK listeners out there who are, won't be able to listen to this now, but the next day when it's up on our podcast, check it out. And uh, you'll be able to hear like us reminisce about my, the black parade now, but you know, enjoy it tonight in the UK if you can. So um Let's get over to um, for those who are watching or whoever's, whoever's listening, you know, we're going to jump over to the Wikipedia page now um, and we're going to look at the overall track listing of the Black Parade. <clears throat> so if you don't mind, I like to go first, for, personally, just for just yeah, like absolutely. I'm going to read off. All, I'm going to read off all the titles and then we will. Um, and then I'll go to the first song if that's OK. Um, so the end. Dead. This is how I disappear. The sharpest lives. Welcome to the Black Parade. I don't love you. House of Wolves. Cancer. Mama featuring Lizia Minnelli. Is that how you say it? Uh, Liza Minnelli. Yep. Liza Minnelli. Thank you. Um, Sleep. Teenagers. Disenchanted and famous last words. And there's a hidden track called Blood. And it's on Spotify. Thank God they actually separated that, which is great. Um, First things first, because I full disclosure, when I listened to the sound from the from start to finish for the first time ever, like yesterday, for the first time, start I knew the hits, I knew I knew Welcome to the Black Parade, I knew Cancer, I knew Famous S Words. But as far as like listening to from start to finish, this the end is a fantastic opener. I mean, it starts off acoustic and then it gets hard hitting immediately, which I love truthfully. What I mean, the end. To start off an album, calling it the end is a little risky, but it worked for them. So, I mean, what's your take on the end, buddy? I think it's a great, 
great start to the album. It really sets you up for what you're going to be getting. It's very theatrical. I mean, like you said, you got that slow start with, you know, like the heart monitor sounds and yeah. it, you know, it's a great start to the story of the album too. Nice. Um, really just being like, Oh, here, this is a, you're, we're throwing you right into it. Here's what's going on. It, you know exactly what you're getting. It's a great start to the story. Storytelling wise, it works. Musically, it works. And even as its own track, even if you put it on by itself out of context of the album, you know, forget the abrupt ending to it. Mm. It's great. It's just a great listen, which a lot of intro tracks, you can't really say that about. A lot of intro tracks struggle without the context of the album, but this one doesn't. I agree 100%. Um, dead with an exclamation point dead oh man i got really i'm let you let you go but like this i mean the first one was like all right whatever it's it's, it's a minute 52 seconds you know whatever but dead was great oh my god it just it, i was like i'm in i'm in already like i'm into the music i'm into the story here we go uh, what's your take on dead it's a probably the most well one of the most upbeat this album gets in I say upbeat, not in terms of lyrical quality, of course, uh, in terms of just musicality, instrumentation. Uh, it managed to be a fun song about, you know, being dead. It, <laughs> but it's great. Um, I remember it even being, as a kid, playing at Guitar Hero 2. It was on. Oh, wow, yeah. And, uh, you know, thought it was the coolest thing. I was already a fan of the band when that uh, came out, but... Yeah, it's it's great. It really shows off the what they have to offer in terms of guitar work, which I feel like in this album gets a little buried uh, for good reason. You know, there's a lot of storytelling going on here, but it's really important to remember that um, Frank and um, I can't remember his name. Frank and Ray are both great guitar players, very underrated. Um, especially Ray on the guitar solos, absolutely killer. And uh, this really shows it off. Awesome. Uh, this is how I disappear. I'll let you go first this time. Uh, also another one of my favorites. Uh, the album, especially the first few songs here, probably the first five songs, I feel like it's where the album really flows the most cohesively together. Not yeah, to say it doesn't flow cohesively through the whole way because it does. Yeah. But I think really specifically it those first three to five or the first like five or so songs really go well together. And it's just, you know, a non-single song, just a little, I wouldn't call it a deep cut. It's still a relatively popular song. I mean, almost every song from this album was you know, pretty massive in one way or another, whether it be mainstream or just in the, you know, within the fan base. I love it. It's great. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, it, 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 I mean, the best way I can describe this album before we get into the rest of the tracks is there are some like twists and turns, if you will. If you know what I mean? Like, like some tracks are like, um, how to explain this? Some tracks are like hard, just right off the bat, hard hitting. Whereas like some tracks, like we'll get to welcome the, welcome to the Black Parade in a second. But like the piano intro to that is like, it just, it sets the mood and then it gets hard hitting. Whereas like, so I, I really applaud my chemical romance for like doing like that type of like um, that, like a lot of the diversity, I guess, to the songs, like a lot of different, different techniques, different ways they played it, like the different, the different types of actual instrumentation beginning and end of the songs. I thought it was brilliant for the first, for first time listener of like the whole album. I was like, wow, that was actually really solid, like song structure, truthfully. So yes, that's, that's, like for. that's one thing that I feel like they always get overlooked on is as songwriters it's they're incredible i mean it's every song that they do you know whether or not you're a fan of the sound whether or not you're a fan of the band you can't argue that the songs are not incredibly well structured incredibly well written and yeah. that one thing i want to point out not slightly off topic but not really is when you take the members of the band and put them together you get that like songwriting like machine like perfection yeah 
all of their solo projects that they've done, I'm not saying that they're not good, mm-hmm. but you can really tell that there was pieces missing. Like you can really tell that they all worked together because all their solo projects were so different. So, but when they all come together, it, it's magic. Like it's, it's some of the best songwriting of the time. And there's a reason that they're, you know, one of the greats from that time period. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Um, so that was, that was, this, that was, this is how I disappear. The sharpest lives. I'll let you go first on this one. I love this song. The way it starts off. Uh, yeah. just so like dark and brooding. Mm. And again, it, not maybe the most storytelling song on the album, mm-hmm. but it's a great song musically. Uh, always one of my favorite like deep cuts from the album, if you will. Uh, used to be for a while one of my favorites, uh, <laughs> but I love how different the instrumentation is on it, like the the intro to it. And yeah. It really sets itself apart from the rest of the album in that way. I agree. I mean, it, it really, it really like, and plus it's right before Welcome to the Black Parade, like the, the, title, the title track. Um, it, it really is a strong, I mean, again, first time listener, I was like, oh my God, this is the sharp. It really is a solid track, like in general. Like, I mean, it, it's, it just sounds like intense and like, I, I was going to say like menacing almost. It's a really, it's just an all on solid track, truthfully. It sounds like like vicious. Yeah, that's a word I would. Yeah, it, I think that a lot comes down to Gerard's uh, vocal delivery throughout the song, lyrically and but most I think it's the delivery of the vocals is just so like vicious and like you said like menacing. Like it, it's awesome. And that's one thing I love about them is they can really convey the theatrics of what they're trying to do mm-hmm. very well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are you ready for this? Yep. Track five. Welcome to the Black Parade. The iconic G note opening there. Yes, yeah, exactly. The G note. Before their return, if you ever wanted to trigger an emo kid, all you had to do is just hit that G note and immediately everyone would get sad. Like, oh my God. Um, I'll let you go. I'll let you go first. Go ahead. Sure. So like we like we talked about a little earlier, yeah. I would legitimately honestly consider this to be our generation's Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. It's just such an epic song. And especially towards the end, it just has like that motivational feeling to it. Like with the, the gang vocals and the chants at the end too. And it gets the message like we'll carry on. It it's so good. It's so good. And that's something that you know, a lot of this album, you don't it, really with this band, you don't get that much. It has like a little hopeful feeling to it. Kind of balances out a lot of like the darkness of the album, which it's still, you know, relatively a dark song. It's still the album as a whole. It's about the patient, you know, passing away, whatever. It's, in a dark album to have some kind of like little glimmer of hope there. It's nice, and it really does have that marching band aspect to it. Like, you, <laughs> you even take that lyric out of it, you you just feel that. Like, especially after like that build up, it and the ending, it's so good. Yeah, I mean, when you, it's funny you you do compare it. You personally, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody is still Bohemian Rhapsody, but I would I I do actually agree with you a lot that this is this is definitely like the two thousands like our age group. Our Bohemian Rhapsody. City. I, I actually really agree with you on that because for several reasons. Number one, it starts off in like a slow way with that opening G note, um, and then you it, it just slowly, but but at the same time, somewhat quickly builds up really quickly to that hard hitting pop punk sound. Yeah, and it's just it, it it there's so many different like chorus change like chorus chord changes you can just tell here towards the end then the drumming at the very end of that big like it really is the, the more i think about it you're you are right I, I do feel i agree with you that i said this is our generation's like epic song of whatever you know it's just that epic of a, of a track truthfully 
Yeah, um, and everyone knows the words for it. You you put it on anywhere. Yeah, in any setting, you know, people are going to know it. They're going to sing to it. It's just it's one of those things. I mean, I, I've I frequent emo nights very often, mm-hmm. and you know, this song comes on, people lose their minds. You know, it's it, it never even all these years later. 15 plus years later now going on 16 years now i guess wow it never fails you'll always get people hyped up people always love it and i don't think that will ever stop i think that with time i think we're gonna see you see now bands a lot of bands play bohemian rhapsody for their shows mm-hmm. yep i wouldn't be surprised if you know 10 15 years in the future we start seeing this be that version like later acts yeah i mean i it it has a lot of queen in it truthfully yes if you think about it um a lot of a lot of like somewhat operatic somewhat like killer vocals killer lyrics like just an, and also this this song the radio edit if i'm not mistaken was like their biggest chart hit too if i'm not mistaken right i'm not sure about charting let me fact check because I did look this up at one point. I just want to check if I'm right. Yeah, the album version. We'll get to the, we'll get to the track, like the actual album song length in a second. But the radio edit was four minutes and thirty seven seconds. I just want to see the chart for a sec. But it's like I just want to see. Hold on. So it, it charted on the Hot 100 at number nine in two thousand and six and seven. Mm. That's what it says right here. I don't know what like the, I don't know if they ever had any other bigger hits than that, but that's like ma- the Hot 100s mainstream stuff. So. I think Sing on Danger Days may have charted higher. That that song was all over the place when it came out. Uh, Famous Last Words and Teenagers were both massive at the time. That's right, yeah. I forgot about that. We'll we'll get those in a little bit. But I just I I, I remember looking that up at one point. Like it's like the the radio edit like charted sky high, and it was like oh my god, welcome to the Black Parade. You know, like just everyone's flipping out and stuff like that. Um, But yeah. A, I, I, agree. I think you're right. I mean, a lot of people. Choose, I mean, Green Day chose Bohemian Rhapsody on their tour to open up with. That's their opening song. But then I, th- I feel like you're right. I feel like people will turn to this at some point and say, "Look, this is going to be the new show opener song we play." I, I agree with you yeah. on that. So um, overall, fantastic track, though. Fantastic song. Um, stunning. I don't love you, which is not true. I really do. <laughs> but, the, but, but, but what's your take on I don't love you? Track number six on the album. I like the song. It's probably bottom tier of the album for me. Okay. It, I, there are so many songs that I would have made a single over this one. Mm. Not to say it's bad. It's it's not one that I dislike by any means. It's just I thought it was a little questionable as a single and i think that is reflected in the lack of mainstream success that it got compared to other singles from this album right i mean i personally would pick maybe like dead or like this is how i disappear Mm. even honestly disenchanted but we'll get to that when we get to it Mm. but yeah it's a it's good uh the music video i thought was definitely also the weakest of the album um, yeah, that's pretty much where I stand on it. It's I like it. I don't love it. It's not. It has its place on the album. When I listen through the album, I don't skip it. I think this is an album where every song, when you're listening straight through to the album, you're not going to skip any song. This is one of the two on the album, though, that if it came on shuffle, I'm probably going to hit skip. Yeah, I mean... I don't love you. It's, it's not like, I mean, I, me personally, I don't love you is I, I like the track. I mean, what would I say? It's like one of my, one of my absolute 110% favorites. I mean, I do agree with you. It is a little bit lower on like the, the like, the, like I didn't even know it was a single choice until you just said that, but like, I, I do see your point. It, like, it, it's also hard to follow. Welcome to the Black Parade. If you think about it, I mean, cohesively for the story made sense, but it's hard to follow like that on a CD or something back in the day. But yeah, but yeah. So um, I, I still like it though. What like what I put in the same conversation is like famous last words or teenagers or the Black Parade. Probably not, but it's it, it's good for what it is. So um, 
House of Wolves. Talk to me. <laughs> I'm curious. I, I'm curious what you have to say. Uh, this is very, it's top three of the album for me. Back in okay. the day in like middle school, I'd say this probably was my favorite song on the album. It has such a good groove to it and like that like tribal style drum intro. Yeah. It's so good. And that just goes throughout the song. The chorus is great. The build up to the chorus, everything about this is good. Lyrically, it's great. I think it's one of the best deep cuts of the album. I can see why it wasn't a single. I don't think it would have had that mainstream success. But you can definitely see why it's very highly regarded in like within the fan base. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I do like it a lot too. I mean, I, I, what I say is what I put it like in the same conversation as famous as words, teenagers, or even like, you know, a couple of, a couple of the previous ones we mentioned, maybe not, but it does hold up really well. I do like it a lot. It's a really solid, what is it? Three minute and four second track, which we, would, we need, we need more of those today, but yeah, what are you going to say? For me personally, I would, I would put it definitely up there with okay. those, if not higher than teenagers for me. It's, I just love the groove of it. That's what makes it stand out. And I love that. It's so different from not only the rest of the album, but just in general, a lot of what you would normally hear. It's just, it's not so much a straightforward, like emo song, like a lot of the other songs on here, which again, not a bad thing for those songs. But it's it's so different and it has such a groove to it that it hooks me like every time it's like within seconds when it comes on. Yeah. All right. I mean, I it's all good. Um, that was what track seven, right? Yep. Yeah. Track eight, cancer, which we don't we hate cancer, of course. We're, we want it to go be go go be gone. Uh at two minutes and twenty-two seconds. What's your take on cancer? Oh, it was a beautiful song. I agree. Uh, it, one probably my favorite ballad that they've ever done okay hands down it's favorite straight ballad i'll say that's a ballad all the way through but it is it's beautifully done um you could t- you feel the emotion in the vocals and even the instrumentation you can feel the emotion through it, it all around incredible song very sad we hate cancer but we love cancer at the same time. <laughs> exactly. We we hate the disease for those of you yes. who know about it, but we love the song and the ballad. And it is, it is a great song. I agree with you on that. I wanted to, I, I was like I said, listening to it all the way through for the first time. I was like, that's a really great, great song. I mean, we hate the disease, but like it's it, but this is a great, great song. Like, I mean, it just shows how like diverse they can get. Within on one album, let alone like a career or something like that, you know? Yeah. And it really uh, just really like hits you in like the feelings. It's a very powerful moving song. Absolutely. Um, all right. Mama featuring, uh, I'm going to butcher again, Liza Minnelli. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Liza Minnelli. Um, what do you got? I'm, I'm going to hear your impressions first. That's okay. I've always loved this song. Okay. Um, outside of being very fun to play musically, um, I play. I like to play on the bass quite a bit. Nice. It's very different. Again, it has like that. The best way I can describe it is a circus going to hell. <laughs> it's actually funny you say the yeah, best way you can describe that song. Um, it also rem- like makes me reminisce on "One" by Metallica. You know, yes. in the just the subject matter and the way it's handled it very well done, especially, you know, like the whole mama, we all go to hell part. It's especially the bridge towards the ending. You really get that feel of like, Oh yeah, we, we all go to hell. Like the build up to it. It's very well done. And I love like the, the old timey feel to it at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I gotta say, I mean, for I mean, like, you would classify this as a deep cut, right? Just want, just out of curiosity. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, as a deep cut and as a track on the album, it is still fantastic. I mean, I, I, I compiled with all the other songs that we've listed before and the ones we're gonna mention a little bit. Mention a little bit. 
Um, I do love this track too quite a bit, actually. Um, I I didn't it didn't say it on Spotify for some reason, but I, I didn't know that it was featuring Liza Minnelli. I, I I didn't even know who that was. So yeah, she she's uncredited. Okay. Yeah, you know, most of the time I didn't say it like on the back of the the album like art or anything either. Oh, okay. She only has like a couple lines like in the backing vocals and stuff. Mm, all right. I wasn't sure. Um, but you're right. You said something like it sounds like a circus or whatever. I mean, that like, to be honest, the majority of the, not, I wouldn't say all of the songs, but like a good portion of the songs on this album do have like that psycho, like circus type of like vibe of like, it's a little creepy. It's a little eerie at some points, but it still sounds cohesively still sounds very punk rock, very emo punk rock, pop punk and you know, all the, all the above. And I, I, I forgot to mention from our initial impressions, but like it is this whole album's like crazy to me. It just sounds so like what a, the word you said was circus. I agree. It's, a, it's like a circus of an album, it's a, but it's great. It's a, it is a circus. Though. I agree with you. You said the perfect word. So, uh, but mama, great track. Uh, it is it's a four minutes and 39 seconds too, which I'm all for. It was a great, yeah. I don't think I don't think it could have been shorter. Truth, I think it was, I think it was great. So yes, um, sleep, which is something I'm going to do in a little while. Truth, because it's only six o'clock at night. But go on, sleep. <laughs> All right. Unpopular opinion. Oh no. That you know could get me into trouble with the the MCR fans here. I know this is like a fan favorite. Uh, Gerard it also loves this song. I don't necessarily like this song. Uh, it's definitely, I don't hate it. I, I would classify it as just like a middle of the road song for me. It's just compared to the, I think the problem is compared to the rest of the album. It's a big letdown for me. Maybe okay. that's just me because everyone else seems to absolutely adore the song. It just doesn't hit for me. Something just feels off. I can't even put my finger on it, what it is. Maybe it's just that it's such like a mid-tempo song too at the same time. Mm. I like the idea for the song. Lyrically, I think it's great. Uh, I think the vocals are fantastic. I don't think it's a poorly written song. I just think in the context of the album, it's slightly boring compared to the rest of it. With that said... If I'm listening to the album start to finish, I never skip it. I'll I'll still always listen to it. But if I just have my songs on shuffle and this comes on nine times out of ten, I'm probably skipping the song. You might even call it a sleeper on the album. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I, I, but I'm bing. <laughs> Bad, terrible puns today. Um but I mean, I, we're we're pretty much on the same page in this. I, I I like it. Like I don't hate it. I don't love it. But I I do like it. You know, it is. What? But is it? Would you say it's the weakest on the album? I would say this is the weakest for me. Okay. Yeah, I, I tend to because I mean, it does like I hate to rip it off the title. It does sleep a little bit on the album. But then and then but but the album then picks up again. We'll, we'll get to the second. But teenagers and disenchanting and famous last words. I mean, it's what an ending too. Like it just it kind of dips a little bit as far as like. All right, whatever. And then it's like goes back up. You know what I mean? So no, but that, that's me. That's just me. Um, it is also four minutes and 43 seconds long. I mean, I'm, I'm, songs can take any shape and size and whatnot. But I mean, this. do you think they could have shortened it or taken it off in your opinion? I think so. Um, I, I like songs of any length if they use their length well. Yeah, I agree. This song just kind of bores me. Mm-hmm. The core, I think it's just the chorus is kind of boring, and I think that's what gets me. Okay. Uh, the verses I really like. The chorus just, I, I, I can't even put my finger on the chorus, just bores me and kind of drags. Um, yeah, other than that, you know, it's again a well written song. It's just for me, if any other band released it, I think any other band would be lucky to write a song as good as that. It's just that when I look at it in terms of this album and MCR's overall work, it's probably towards the bottom for me. Okay. We're pretty much on the same page as that. So, I mean, that, that makes sense. Um, but 
as I said, it took a little bit of dip. Now we're talking about track 11, Teenagers. Yeah. You go first. You're smiling already. I have always loved the song. This is one of the songs that really got me into the band as a kid. I remember before school, I would always watch this middle school days back when TV used to still play music videos. It was yeah. uh, Fuse, Fuse TV. <laughs> they used to play like a block of uh, music videos. Sometimes they do a whole like MCR block. And I remember this music video I always thought as a kid was so cool. And the song was so good that this song really is what like kicked off my love for the band. And uh, I still love it to this day. I do struggle to really understand how it fits on the album's theme and lyrically, I guess. It's just kind of, I don't know, I think it was a great idea to include on the album. It gave them a huge hit. There you I go. Picture of the album without it, and it, you know it fits in like sound-wise. It's just when you look at it in terms of like the concept album story, I don't get it. I don't. Maybe there are people that do get it. Maybe it's been explained. I just don't know. But man, it's a great song. It's one of the fun songs on the album. I guess you could classify it as. I'd say so. And it's it's just a good time. It's a good listen, and you know. Now that I'm not a teenager, I can confirm teenagers are pretty horrifying. We can both agree with that. As my, my I'm not going to disclose what my job is, but yes, I agree with you 100% what that is. Oh my God. Um, I, I love the track too. I mean, and, and, and you know what? At two minutes and 41 seconds as well. What a, a good time. Not, not too long, not too short. Just, just right. And it really just a just right kind of length. Um, it was a hit. I, I, I'm gonna look at well, it charted really quick too. Uh, what where it charted exactly? It charted at number on the Hot 100 because we look. I, I look at the Hot 100 because it's like the mainstream chart. It charted number 67, but it, it got a tons of airplay on rock radio too, which is great. Wow, much lower than I thought. Yeah, I mean, I don't particularly remember. The, I mean, I remember Welcome to the Black Parade more than this, as far as like on the radio goes. But um, this one still is like, but it's on the Billboard Pop 123. Yeah. Alternative U.S. alternative airplay thirteen. So it did get good airplay in the U.K. reached number nine, which that's really good. Um, but yeah, so it didn't. I, I didn't charge as high as I thought it would. I, I thought as far as I thought it did. But I mean, it's still a fantastic song, though. No matter what, I mean, I, I still I still love it quite a bit. So, which is awesome. Um, curious to see what you have to say. Disenchanted. Disenchanted is one of my favorite My Chemical Romance songs in general. I would definitely put it top three. Okay. Um, so just the, specifically lyrically, I think lyrically this might be one of their best songs. And the older I get, the more I kind of relate to. I love that this is kind of like the main character of the album, kind of like looking back on his life and mm-hmm. just seeing all these things. And then there's specifically one line, um, like, oh my god, what's I'm blanking on the exact wording of the line for whatever reason now, but it's um, essentially he grew up to watch his heroes sell a car on TV. And the older I get, the more I feel that because I see all these bands I grew up with, and they you know they they used to write songs like these small bands getting like mainstream, doing like corporate endorsements and you know things like that. And it's not a bad thing. Good for them great for them glad for their success but it's just kind of weird coming from seeing them grow from like no-name bands and artists and whatever their you know whatever trajectory they were at to doing that it's so every time i hear that song it just really hits personally and uh every time i hear it just makes me puts me in a like looking back kind of mood and it makes me feel very nostalgic Yeah, I mean, I mean, I as someone who listened to it again for the first time, full album start to finish yesterday. Um, but really, overall, it was a I I do like it quite a bit. It's 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 it's, it's towards the end of the album, of course, the second to last song, well, third to last, whatever. If you want to cut the blood track, um, it you know at four minutes and fifty five seconds, it's a solid track. I got it. It's a really awesome 
I, I never heard of it until I listened to it. I was like, wow, that's a hit me like a like a punch in the face. It was just that good. Um, but I love it. And the more the more I'm talking about it, like the more I think about it, I'm like, you know, that's a really solid My Chemical Romance track. Yeah, lyrically, I would say it's by far one of their best. I mean, it's it, we were talking about the emotion with cancer. You can definitely feel the emotion on Disenchanted as well. And I, I absolutely a top three MCR song for me. Yeah, I mean it's. I'm not, I'm not like the like I said I'm not like the super, uh, my comic romance like knowledgeable. I'm not, I, I I like them a lot. I just don't know a lot about them, truthfully. But I will say this is just a great track. It's a fantastic song from a fantastic album. Can't say enough about it. Um, are you ready for the what well, last song? That quote unquote last song. Yep. Uh, famous last words. What do you got? I want to just you you first because I mean, you're the uh, you, you're the my chemical romance nut here. I mean I like him perfect. quite a bit, but I'm when you're you. Perfect album closer. I, I couldn't picture this album ending any other way. Again, it it caps everything off so well. It's lyrically phenomenal. Musically, it showcases everyone in the band, and it. It, it hits you. It hits you real, real good. Uh, music video, also great. I remember that's this and Teenagers were really the big two for me, uh, along with Helena from the previous album. And I'm not OK, you know, the big songs. But really from this album, these were the two songs that made me be like, I got to go get this album. Turned me into a huge fan. And e- even today, when I hear famous last words, it still rocks as hard as it did 15, 16 years ago. No matter how many times I hear it, it still feels like I'm hearing it for the first time. It's such a fun journey and a five-minute song, and everything about it works. You hit the nail on the coffin there, buddy. Was it? I, you and I are on the same exact page. I just want to take a look at where it, char- it, I, it had to have charted. I'm assuming that. Oh, uh, on, it reached number 88 on the Billboard Hot 100 in 2006 and 7. Excuse me. Um, but as far as airplay goes, alternative airplay was number four. And mainstream rock, it was number 23. So it, it definitely got heavy airplay, which is, I, I agree. I mean, the, outside of like Welcome to the Black Parade, uh, I, 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 I'm not okay. Is it, I'm sorry, what is it? it was, I think I'm okay. Was that, which, which one did you just say? I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Thank you. I couldn't think of the title for some reason. I'm not okay. And famous last words, truthfully, famous last words. Those when I think of my comic romance, I think of those three songs first, and then I go from there. Um, but you are correct. As an album closer, phenomenal ending. Like some of the I mean, some of the best albums of all time. They, they end on such like a, 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 a leave it a cliffhanger note, if you will. Like even TV shows, movies, you gotta have some sort of ending. And this was a definitive ending to this album, which I truthfully. I got to admit, as like a first time listener all the way through again, phenomenal, truly an incredible, just all around power, pop punk, incredible ending to an album. I was I was actually floored hearing it like it's it, cohesively. That is I was like, wow, that's really ended on a really strong, co- conclusive note, you know? Yeah. And those, it, you know, I'm going to admit this song still to this day, like when I listen to it that ending still like gives me like chills still like makes the hair stand up on my arms. Like it's, it's so good. Like the whole, I'm not afraid to keep on living thing. Really. We're talking about like the themes of like a little bit of hope and welcome to the black parade. And like that, the conclusion of that song, feel that, feel that again in the end of famous last words. Yeah. And I love that. And then lyrically some of the best lyrics, you know, the other than I'm not afraid to keep on living, like it's iconic, but also the whole like slow part where it's like, I see you lying next to me, uh, asleep or dead. Like it's, it's so good. And it really puts a, another type of spin on the album where it kind of leaves it up to interpretation, I guess, as to the conclusion of the story, which I really like. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's perfect. It, even just talking about it, it's like, oh, chills. It's so good. Probably one of the best album closers of all time, to be like brutally honest. 
I, you know what? I've listened to it like albums and albums and albums, like from start to finish. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the, I have vinyl collection. I listen to them from start to finish. Some albums just don't end on the right note. I mean, we talked about Van Halen at one point. We talked about Metallica. You know, these are big bands that just, some albums just don't end on like a, the best note. They just kind of end it. I think that's oh. a, I think it's a theme that you'll see in a lot of albums is pick a lot of bands don't know how to finish an album. Right. Or they use the, I don't want to say this in a bad way, but like the cop out of, we'll end it on a slow song. Oh yeah, like a ballad. Like I mean, it's, the disco. Three always, albums. It always. It's always either the band, it's it's always either an album just feels like a collection of songs rather than a cohesive album, which not necessarily a bad thing if the songs are good. Right. But when you have a cohesive album, I think a lot of bands just either end it with a whatever song, just any normal standard song, or they use the cop out of here's the ballad of the album, it's the last song which it's not bad. It's a good way to end an album. Mm-hmm. Kind of a cop-out, kind of overdone. Even like American Idiot kind of subverted that with What's Your Name because it, it's slow, but then it builds at the end. Famous Last Words is just, it, it's kick-ass all the way through, man. I, I can't, can't praise it enough as a closing track there. It really is a definitive ending and a definitive ending to not just the album, but the story as well, which is great. Yes. So um, let's talk about the last, the hidden track, Blood, for a second. Um, I'm full disclosure. I'm, I'm glad Spotify like listed it as like a separate, like it's totally not a hidden track. You know what I mean? Like they actually like showed it. It said bonus track, whatever it was, right? Um, what's, what's, I just curious what's your take of blood i'm because i mean famous last words is the definitive ending what's your take on blood as like the hidden track i enjoy it it's okay. a dumb little it's a dumb little fun jingle it, you know old timey feeling thing dumb little but fun I, jingle yeah yeah what i miss is now with streaming and like cds not really you know not being that big of a thing anymore yeah uh you don't get hidden tracks anymore because there's no way to do that on Spotify no. because people will just open Spotify, see a song is 10 minutes long and either not play it or they'll get to the end of the actual song and see, Oh, there's still five minutes left. There must be something at the end of this. Yeah. Oh my God. It was always such a fun surprise when you didn't know that there was going to be something there and you got a hidden little extra track. I missed that. I think blood was a, a nice little surprise to put after that. Yeah, I mean, it, it really caught me by surprise too. I was like, "Wait, what?" There's it's like a famous last words. Then it's blood. What? What happened? Like you're like, what's going on? Um, but no, I I, I agree. It, it is fun. It is. It's quick. It's only two minutes and fifty three seconds. So it's, not, it's under three minutes. I mean, it is good. I like it a lot. Um, but when I was like. Wait, there's a bonus track, but it's it caught me by surprise. Right? I was like, Wait, as the first time listener all the way through, I was like, What? No way, but then it, it was it caught me by surprise. I like it overall, it's pretty good. It's such a dumb little song, but it's fun, it's funny, it's, it's humorous, it's not meant to be taken seriously, exactly. And that's, that's why I like it. It's, it shows off their like goofy side, which you don't really see very often because mm. they're, they're typically like they're, they're pretty much serious for the most part, right. Yeah, they're a pretty serious band, and especially on their latest single that they just released. Uh, very dark, very serious. So when you do see them having fun, it's very refreshing. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know, I just, it was, like I said, listening to this album all the way through was truthfully like a journey. It was incredible. Because you don't really get albums like this very often, too. No, it, it's like a once in a once like every a, few years, even, potentially even longer. The fact that we got the fact that we got American Idiot and the Black Parade within a little over a two year span. Yeah, it's pretty incredible, really, uh, especially in terms of the time, you know, like back in the 80s even the seventies, although not so much the seventies, I'd say mostly the eighties, you got like, you got albums that were 
absolutely fantastic. And, you know, late seventies too, back when, you know, technology was letting people make longer things. But really in like the nineties, I feel like you started to get away from it a little bit of just really well thought out albums, like especially like concept records, things like that. Yeah. So to have two of them come out so close to each other, it, what a great time. And then you also had uh, some 41's underclass hero, which highly recommend checking that out. If you don't know it mm-hmm. also in the vein of like a great concept album that flows front to back. So it, it was a great time for music. Yeah. And it was it, just for fact checkers at home. It came out in October of 2006 and it was, I, I, I believe it certified platinum. Is that right? I believe by now, at least probably. Yeah. Says, oh yeah, it says it is certified triple platinum in the U.S. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, awesome. not surprising. Um, and uh, I do want to point out with this album real quick is yes, the three B sides from this album, yeah, are all incredible. Probably some of the best B sides to an album you'll hear. Uh, my way home is through you kill all your friends and heaven help us. Okay. I see why they were left off the album. They don't fit fully the, the tone or the story. Okay. But they are incredible songs. And it's really rare for a band to have B sides that good, like as good as they're just normal songs. So that's yeah. always the treat. And then the 10th anniversary edition that they put out with a bunch of demos the five of us are dying was a early welcome to the black black parade with different lyrics and even all the other songs are demos here they're all very different from what actually made the album so even though they're not recorded well they're just demo mixes it's really cool to hear the process and the changes that were made i mainly bring up the 10th anniversary edition because it feels like they came out just yesterday I remember getting that the day it came out because I was pumped for it. That was now about six years ago. And I'm old. <laughs> it's like, where does the time go? <laughs> it's crazy. I was in college when that came out and I was like, oh, I can't wait till that comes out. Get to at least hear. It's not like new My Chemical Romance, but at least it's something new that we haven't heard yet. Yeah. And then uh, here we are six years later. Yeah, and also, I mean, we have time now. I mean, that that's our kind of like wrap up for the Black Parade. I just want to touch on the new single as well because it, it just it just dropped what today or yesterday? Is that right? Uh, a few days ago now. Um, I want to say f- last Thursday, maybe. Yeah, it's the foundation of foundations of decay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we'll just I haven't listened. To, you can you can tell me because I have I have not listened to it yet. What's your take on the new uh, this new single? Yeah. So again, much like my opinion with sleep, this one may get me into some trouble. I don't care for it much. I don't dislike it, but I wouldn't say I like it necessarily. There's aspects of it that I think work and are good. Like there's a breakdown in the middle of it, which I think is great. There's some screams that Gerard does in there that sound great. Everyone sounds great. The mixing on it really kills it a lot for me. It's very muddy. It's The vocals are very hard to make out the first time you hear the song. And one of the things I love about My Chemical Romance is, as you know, we talked about while we were just talking about the Black Parade, their lyrics are so good. And the lyrics of this song are great and creative and very well done. But you have to listen to it multiple times or read the lyrics while listening to it to really fully understand what he's saying in it because his vocals are buried so low in the mix mm-hmm. now in terms of the tone it's not what i was hoping for i'm going to be honest i like the my chemical romance that uh, i like the direction that they were going with uh, conventional weapons um, and then danger days it was more upbeat. It was, I don't want to use, I guess the word fun, I guess you could use. 
but it was definitely more in vain with what I late what I go back to more now. So as much as I love the Black Parade, it's definitely an angsty album. Mm-hmm. I'm not really in an angsty part of my life anymore. So when I go back to MCR, I kind of tend to go back to some of their other stuff a little bit more. It's not to say I don't revisit the Black Parade because I do pretty often. But this song has the same feel for me, where it's a dark song. And right now, especially with everything else in the world being so dark and gloomy, I don't really go to music anymore for darkness. I kind of use music as like an escape to a more, you know, fun place where I could forget about everything else. I agree. Which is not to say that dark music doesn't have its place because it does. But right now, I just, you know, with everything going on in Ukraine and, you know, still being dealing with COVID stuff everywhere you go and, you know, everything else. If I wanted something dark and depressing, I would throw on the news. (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 I have to unfortunately agree with you on that. (laughs) It's, it's, you know, it's again, danger days. I thought it was a really good step, even though people may not have liked it when it came out because of some like the, oh, it wasn't dark, angsty MCR. They're colorful and being goofy and fun now. I'm like, yeah, but that was fun. It, it's a good album. Same thing like Conventional Weapons. It's, you know, more upbeat instrumentally. It has some dark stuff on it, which is, but it's done in a different way. I would have loved for more stuff like that. I love what they did on Conventional Weapons and, uh, really would have loved to see them explore that more which who knows maybe other if they do have a whole album coming out maybe it'll be you know a little more variety on there as a comeback i'm glad they're back i super pumped about it to this day i would classify them as my one of my favorite bands the new song does bring back elements of their old sound so classic fans will love it like it has the their uh, sounds from the first album. I would say it does mix things from their, probably their first three albums has little hints of each of those on there. So it does have something for everyone. I'm glad they're back. I'm excited to see them in August. And uh, now I'm hoping for more music as well. Even if this one song may not have been, you know, my cup of tea. I'm just glad that they're back and, you know, making music that they're proud of. I agree. And that's all we could really ask for. I mean, like nowadays we have like, you know, shorter songs and songs that are mainly made for like radio and TikTok. It's nice to see actually, it's nice to see that it was six minutes long. I mean, I haven't heard it yet, but I mean, still. So I just, you know, it's, you know, and also the way that they dropped it was the most MCR like thing ever. They also must be the best people in the world at keeping secrets, I swear. Because they just dropped this song out of nowhere on like 5 p.m. on 5, 6 p.m. on a Thursday in the middle of the day. We're just like, oh, I I only knew about it because I got a link from their like email page. And it said uh, Foundations of Decay out now. I'm like, what's that? I'm thinking it was going to be another because they have a bunch of partnerships with makeup companies. Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, it's probably just going to be another like makeup partnership. So I click on it and it says stream now and watch now. I'm like, okay, because it's 5 p.m. on a, like a Thursday. I'm not expecting a new song to just randomly drop. That's you know, not something that generally happens. Usually there's someone will hint at it or something or it will drop at midnight. So, you know, it's cool. I, I like what they did with it. And they also really haven't said much since releasing it. They kind of acknowledged that it was out there and then that was it. So I'm curious to see how their show tonight is going to go, uh, what the set list is going to be, and looking forward for the future of the band. Yeah, well, on that note, uh, we I want to th- conclude. Any other thoughts on My Chemical Romance? Anything else but just before we wrap it up? No, just that, you know, excited to see where they're going. I'm glad, you know, I saw a picture, their latest like promotional picture of the guys. It's, you know, the probably like the healthiest and happiest I've seen them look as a band maybe ever. You know, they're all 
they I mean, they were adults back then too, but you know, they're all like mature adults now. And I'm just glad that they're being able to make music together that they like and are proud of enough to release it as my kind of romance. Cause that's one of the reasons that they went away is that they thought they didn't have anything left to say anymore. So I'm just glad that they can do that again. And, you know, even if they never release another song that I like, as long as they're making music that their passion is in and that the passion comes across in the music, I'll, I'll be listening. All right. Well, on that note, I want to thank my good man, Kyle, as always for joining me and having these wonderful, incredible discussions on different albums, different, you know, bands, different, just you, he, this guy is great. He's really awesome. He's, I'm very lucky to have him in my life to have tons of musical discussions moving forward all the time. So um, thank you as always for joining me on this, on our career, career retrospectives, Kyle. I and appreciate it. Thanks for course, having me. Of course, man. Anytime. And if you like what you've seen, you like what you've seen here or heard, subscribe to this YouTube channel. Listen to us on Spotify podcast. Check us out wherever you are. Uh, simply at the Super Review Show. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Super Review Show. And like us on Facebook as well. Thank you so much for watching, listening. Have you enjoyed us? And hopefully you guys will tune in next week for another episode of Career Retrospectives. We'll see you guys later. Have a great night. <laughs>